well, when, when you go to lunch today and you see some of your friends that go to another church, you can tell them that Sir Paul McCartney is saying a special in your church today. <laughs> what can you say? Yeah, so. Psalm 137, 1 through 6. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat, and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our hearts, and there our captors asked us for songs, and our tormentors asked us for mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Yesterday is one of the most beloved songs of all time. Even if you're not a Beatles fan, per se, you recognize that melody and you can probably appreciate um, what, a, what a popular song it has been. And even if you're not a Beatles fan at all, uh, I hope that you can hear the, the anguish in that song. The, the anguish, listen to the words again. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believed in yesterday. This is a different kind of uh, sermon series from any that I've ever preached. It's, it's just a way for us to try to see some godly principles that uh, can come from just about anywhere, even including secular songs. And uh, you may like the Beatles, you may not, you may be somewhere kind of in between. But I hope what you can do through through this month as we look at Beatles songs is, is that you can you can get the lessons of life that come from these. And, and today we're going to look at um, a healthy way. We all look toward yesterday and we all like to reminisce and remember but there is a healthy way to do it and a non-healthy way to do it. And I want us to look at a healthy way of looking at the past. There are three things that you need to know. And if you are an outline person, there's an outline in your newsletter. And if not, just listen. If you're joining us by live stream today, hello to you out in Radio Land. We're glad that you're here. But one of the things we need to know is that it's natural for us to long for yesterday, especially if our today is not all that great. When we're in pain and when today isn't all that great, it's natural for us to look back at yesterday. Listen to what Psalm 137 says. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and there we wept when we remembered Zion. What's going on here is that the Israelites are looking at yesterday, and yesterday's looking pretty good to them. Because what has happened is King Nebuchadnezzar has, has invaded and marched on Jerusalem, and he marched on their city, and he laid siege to Jerusalem. And for two years, he, he laid siege to the city until they basically started starving to death. And then when the city finally fell in 586 B.C., he took everybody and hauled them off to Babylon. And there they sat in a foreign land, and their captors were asking them to sing some songs. And they just hung their harps on the tree, and they said, how can we, how can we sing a song when we're so sad? How can we enjoy today when we're so fixed on how good yesterday was? Um, so they hung their harps on the tree and they, and they looked for the good old days. And, you know, there's a word for that. There's a word for looking for the good old days, and it's called nostalgia. Uh, did you know that nostalgia is really a big business? I don't know if you do if you've ever been in an antique store, right? 
there's a lot of money in nostalgia. Have any of y'all ever watched Antique Roadshow or American Pickers? I, I love the I love those shows. It just and you know what it is? It's not just about old stuff, right? It's about trying to remember and trying to pay good money to go back to yesterday, just for just for a minute to yesterday. Nostalgia is an interesting word. It's uh, kind of a mashup of two different words, two different Greek words. It's the Greek word for return is nostos, and then algos means suffering. So you put them together, and what you have is the suffering that you feel when you want to go back to yesterday. That's what nostalgia is. And, it, you know, this wasn't the first time that the Israelites did this, right? Uh, when they came out of Egypt and were wandering around in the wilderness, about the, about the time they started getting hungry and thirsty, uh, they, they said, wow, if, if we could just go back to Egypt. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't great there, but at least we were able to sit around the pots of, of food and we, we had lamb stew. We, you know, we had, we had leeks and onions. We had plenty to eat. And now you've brought us out here in the desert, they said in Exodus 16.3, you've brought us out here to kill us with hunger. If only we could go back. It's natural to look that way and to want to go back when your today isn't all that great. It's painful. Several years ago, I was appointed to a church. And by the way, this is, this is like the first anniversary of my being appointed here. And I get to come back for another year. I feel we went to the Braves game yesterday. And the Braves have, I think, one of the best things they've had in a long time. And I, I feel kind of like Coach Snicker feels when he walks in the dugout and looks at all those people there and thinks, Oh, what a team I have to feel today. And that's the way I feel today. We have, uh, you know, Benny's out today and Andy's out today. And we have people like pinch hitting for, for everything. It's going great. Thank you, Rhonda, for the good music and for Terry for stepping in. So I, it, it's great to be on this team. Uh, several years ago, I was pointed to the church. And when I first went to that church, I, I got together with the uh, leaders of that church. And I asked them, what are, what are your plans for the coming years? They didn't have any plans. All they could do was look back at yesterday. And, and they, they, they said to me, I could still see this guy's face. He said, you know, preacher, we used to have a lot of children and youth around this church. And, and, and we had the best choir. That, that choir loft used to just be filled. And, and now we only got four people up there. And, and what they were doing is they were grieving over yesterday. They didn't have any children except our kids. They didn't have any youth. And they had four people in the choir, and all they could do was look back at yesterday and grieve. You know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote a book back uh, many years ago called On Death and Dying, and she talked about the five stages of grief. I bet you've heard of these, and you've probably lived through them yourself, the five stages of grief. The first one is denial. This can't be happening. This can't be happening to me. And then once you get past that, when you realize you can't be in denial anymore, then comes anger. You just kind of get fighting mad. It, it's just like, God, this isn't fair. This isn't, why did you let this happen to me? And then after anger comes bargaining. When anger wears off, we just, you know, we've made deals in the past with God. We've kind of said, why not now? Okay, so God, if you'll do this, then I'll do this, right? If you'll just let me... Get through this, and I promise that I'm going to do this. That's the bargaining stage. And then is the depression stage. You just get down and, and, and feel like, what's the use of even going on? How can I go on when my today is so painful? 
And when my today doesn't look anything like my yesterday did, how can I go on? And then the final stage is acceptance. Acceptance. Knowing that it's, it may not be like it was, but it's still going to be okay. You know, my, my, yesterday, my today doesn't look anything like my yesterday, but today is still going to be okay. It's not going to be like it was, but it's going to be a new normal. So this church I was telling you about, they kept cycling back and forth between the first four stages of grief with the denial and the anger and the bargaining and, and their depression, but they never really got to the acceptance. They never really understood that they had to move on, you see. Something else we need to know when we talk about yesterday is we need to remember that hindsight isn't necessarily 2020. Because sometimes we look at the past and, and we kind of romanticize the past, right? We don't necessarily see it all that clearly. Like the children of Israel, when they were out in the desert, they were saying, oh, uh, if we could only go back to Egypt. Oh, we just, we had plenty to eat back in Egypt. Oh, and then maybe somebody in the back row raised their hand and said, well, don't you remember we were slaves when we were back in Egypt? You know, there's that little detail. And, and then... Um, we say, oh, they're in Babylon now. They say, oh, uh, we wish that we could go back to Jerusalem, but now here we are in captivity, and somebody in the back row raises their hand and says, well, you know, Jeremiah told us, a hundred years ago, Jeremiah told us that if we kept following idols, that this was going to happen, but we didn't listen. There's that little detail. We call that selective memory, don't we? Selective memory. Another problem when it comes back to looking in the hindsight is we we tend to romanticize it. We call it the good old days, don't we? Nobody ever calls it the bad old days. It's always the good old days. But if we tell the truth, if we could just see it clearly, sometimes the good old days weren't all that good for everybody. They weren't necessarily good if you were on the outside looking in. Um, I could say, well, I want to go back to my grandpa's days. My, I, I love my grandpa. And I, I like to think about the days that he lived in. But, uh, and I remember that song by the judge. Do you remember that song, uh, Grandpa, Tell Me About the Good Old Days? Um, but if I did go back to my grandpa's days, it might have been okay for me. But if you're a woman, 100 years ago, you couldn't even vote. We just celebrated the 100th anniversary of women even having the right. So back in, prior to like June the 4th, 1919, women couldn't even vote. And I could say, well, I want to go back to the good old days, back to my mom and dad's days. That was the 50s, right? They got married in 1955 or so. And I could do the twists, you know, and do the sock hops and the poodle skirts and, and leather jackets and all that, you know. Everything seemed fun. But if you were black, you had to sit in the back of the bus. So the good old days are not necessarily good for everybody. So we don't see them clearly. And so before we start wishing for yesterday, let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us to see clearly what yesterday was. Maybe there was something terribly wrong with yesterday. Maybe the yesterday um, that we look for, maybe the today that we're having is a result of the yesterday that we had when we didn't listen to what God was trying to show us. So let's just... Stop with me right now and let's just say a prayer together. Will you pray with me just right now? Lord, help us to see yesterday with 2020 clarity. 
help us to help us to look at things the way they really are in jesus name amen and then one more thing about yesterday is that we can learn from yesterday that's the best thing about looking to yesterday we can learn from yesterday but we can't go back really we can't go back because god's plan always moves forward not backwards see god had a plan for israel too and it was a good plan he he said he was going to bring them back out of exile but maybe you've heard this verse this is this is a great verse jeremiah 29 11 is one of those verses that you you print on a little something cute and put up on your refrigerator it says for surely i know the plans that i have for you says the lord plans for your welfare not for your harm to give you a future and a hope isn't that beautiful i have great plans for you beautiful words and sometimes taken out of context because you see god is going to bring them back from exile but here's what he says a few verses before that in verse five he tells them build houses and live in them plant gardens and eat what they produce take wives and have sons and daughters multiply there in babylon and do not decrease but seek the welfare of the city of babylon where i have sent you into exile and pray to the lord on its behalf for in its, in Babylon's, welfare, you will find your welfare. In its welfare, you'll find your welfare. I've got plans for you. I'm going to prosper you and give you a future. Yay! But my plans are not to take you back to yesterday. My plans are take you to take you into tomorrow. Hmm. Okay, God. And then God says... And here's another thing. In the meantime, in the meantime, what I want you to do is to multiply and to bless the place where I have planted you right now. Because in that place, in the place where I've planted you right now, in its welfare, you're going to find your welfare. And they said, but God, we're in a foreign land here. We want to go back to Jerusalem. And God says, okay, you're going to get to in 70 years or so. In 70 years? Do you know how old I'll be in 70 years, God? And so some of us are kind of reading the writing on the wall. That's like, okay, it may not happen in my lifetime. You literally may not see God's wonderful plan unfold in your lifetime. But here's a sobering thought. What if, what if our welfare is tied to the welfare of a bunch of people who are very different from us? And y'all, that's not hypothetical because it really is. It really is. Can we be okay with that? Can, can we still sing God's song in our today even if our today doesn't look like we want it to. The Israelites had hung their hearts upon the tree and refused to sing. And I want to say to you, church, we've got a song to sing. And our song doesn't need to be a mournful song about yesterday. Because if all we can sing about is yesterday, then we'll become less and less relevant to those around us today who need to hear the good news most. We need to remember. 
As a matter of fact, every time we come to the Lord's table for Holy Communion, that's what we do. And on the table, on the altar table, it says, in remembrance. But here's what we remember. That life can be remembered backwards, but it can only be lived forward. Let us pray. Oh Lord, there are many times that we find ourselves looking back at yesterday and maybe even longing for yesterday. But you are a God who says, I make all things new. And you are a God that calls us into the future, not the past. So Lord, help us to learn from yesterday. Give us strength for today and hope for the future. Because you always keep your promises. In Jesus' name.